Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What up, Dynasty players in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I am your host, Jesse Schneeman, coming to you K Solo today. Your mom is in my business. She's in my business. Tell your moms to mind her business. Right? So, <laughs> little K Solo for you. I am coming to you today with a series. This is the first in a, in a series of podcasts that I'm going to do solo. It's about how to take your rebuild dynasty team into contention, right? So you've already built your, your dynasty team, and now you need to know, uh, am I really a contender? Am I a pretender? What do I do to make myself a contender? Am I going to be able to rely on these rookies? Should I add veterans? When should I add veterans? Well, I got you covered. We're going to go through all of this. We're going to start today with one of my teams that I'm taking from rebuild. This is actually my first ever rebuild team. I'm taking it into contention this year. I'm going to show you some of the things that I've done. And then we're actually going to re, uh, revisit it throughout the season. And we're going to see how I did. Right. Uh, but before we do that, I've got a little segment that I'm going to start. I've got I've been inspired by Memphis to start this little before we get into the meat of the podcast segment kind of idea. He does uh, good people, bad tweets. Uh, I am going to do no shit news of the week. Wish I had a sound drop for that. It's coming. All right. So when I get a sound drop for no shit news of the week, uh, you'll be the first to know. But the no shit news of the week this week is Melvin Gordon still wants to play football, but he's frustrated with the running back market. Well, courtesy of the Jim Rome show. Thanks, Jim Rome. Uh, but I think we know that Melvin Gordon is washed, right? He looked very washed last year. He couldn't hold on to the ball. He wasn't very efficient when he did. And um, <laughs> and uh, sorry, lost, lost train of thought. And then he went to Kansas City's running back market or running back uh, practice squad, never got elevated once. Andy Reid, uh, Melvin Gordon claims Andy Reid told him he could still play. Maybe it's just like a little pat on the back. Now get out of here. Melvin Gordon wouldn't be surprised if he is 100% done. All right. And that was no shit news of the week. Melvin Gordon frustrated with the running back market. All right. So let's get into the meat of the episode. 
Uh, I am going to go through my Patreon, DWZ Patreon 2 team. All right. So we did the startup for this particular Patreon in 2020. Uh, I, as I do with all startups, I'm not Jerry. I'm not Mr. Jerry Sinclair. I don't do the productive struggle from the start. I'm always trying to compete, right? So I did this startup with the idea that I was going to be a playoff team out of the gate, uh, compete for a championship, and it just didn't happen, right? I realized right away that, uh, you know, I drafted the wrong players. My strategy was a little flawed. I was running back heavy. Those guys got hurt. That kind of stuff happens when you're depending on running backs. So I made the decision right away after my first season to go into a rebuild, right? So I traded off, stripped down everything except for Justin Herbert, right? I, I got Herbert late in the startup in 2020 and uh, decided to uh, decided he was my cornerstone, right? So I'm going to build around Justin Herbert. Um, and then in 21, um, you know, I, I tanked. And at the end of the season, I was able to trade up and get the 101, and take Trevor Lawrence. Right. So now I'm building through quarterback first in a super flex. This is what we're supposed to do, right? This is what everybody tells us to do. Uh, rebuild through quarterback first, wide receivers, tight ends, and then running back last. So this is what, like I said, this is what I was told to do by all of the experts in the industry. So I decided to give it a try. Uh, I have my top two running backs. I mean, top two quarterbacks. I've stripped everything else down. I've done some off-season speculation on some players that I thought would gain value, like Gabe Davis. We'll go over that later. Uh, Juju, we'll go over that later. Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't really want to get into the full specifics of the trades that I made to rebuild, but just suffice it to say, I went quarterbacks first, wide receivers, and tight ends, and then the last thing I had to rebuild was was running backs, right? So uh, how did I know that I was ready to compete? Well, let's take a look at the team. And this is a case-by-case basis. I can't tell you, you know, there's, there's not a set rules of uh, when you take your team from rebuild into contention. It, it may be a feel. It may be more of just be aggressive, right? Uh, we always want to be competing. We never want to be giving our money away to a league with donations are never good. Um, as Memphis always says, it takes skill to get into the playoffs in fantasy football, but then it takes luck to win in the fantasy playoffs. So we always want to put ourselves in the playoffs and give, give ourselves a chance to, to compete when we can. Uh, but what we're afraid of is the middle, right? We never want to finish in the middle. We always want to finish either at the, top of the league so we're winning money or at the bottom of the league so we're getting high draft picks and and um elite talent rather than you know middle of the draft kind of talent all right so churn 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 you know keep your quarterbacks churn 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 and then i added my wide receiver one aj brown um churn 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 my roster keep churning my roster um then i added uh a veteran tight end in Dallas Goddard. Keep churning after that, and I, and I added him low because he was he was behind uh, Zach Ertz at the time. I knew eventually he would break out behind Ertz's shadow, and I got him you know for a reasonable price, not what you would pay for him now. All right, so just, those are the players that I held, and then I went into the twenty two season 
with a ton of draft capital because I had traded away all my veterans and just started drafting wide receivers and tight ends. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Just so happens the 22 was a really good year for wide receivers and tight ends. I drafted the likes of uh, Garrett Wilson, Olave, uh, Jamison Williams, Dulcich, Trey McBride. Hadn't busted out yet, but he might, right? Chigaconquo. That kind of uh, take what's given to you draft strategy is what you need to do in a rebuild, right? So coming out of last year, I realized, well, I've got a lot of talent on this roster. Really what I'm short is running backs. I had a ton of other wide receivers that I had drafted. I had uh, Christian Watson, George Pickens, uh, Traylon Burks. That's that's what I got for Juju, by the way. Some of my speculation from the offseason – 21 offseason, pick up Juju Smith-Schuster, and then trade him for Traylon Burks once uh, we're in season and people need points. Burks was hurt. So I'm going to throw out a couple of things that I did to take my roster from rebuild to contention, right? So this particular team needed running backs. We've gone over that, I don't know, four or five times already in this podcast that we're, we're building running backs last, right? So the first thing I did was take Gabe Davis, right? Gabe Davis was another one of my speculative um, ads in the offseason. I think I got him for a third, maybe a late second. Uh, maybe it was two thirds, but it was very cheap what I got Gabe Davis for. And then I just flipped him for Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco. Towards the end of last season, um, not really sure how I got it done or why, but I did, right? So this is the first running back that I added to my roster. It's not my, it's not a guy that I'm going to depend on as a starter, but I'm looking to the future for some depth. The end of the last season, I saw Pacheco coming on, crossed my fingers, got through the off season. They didn't add a running back. And now I have Pacheco as a locked in depth piece on my bench. Next thing I did was I took some of the mass of wide receivers that I had collected. um, The young, year one wide receivers that I collected and evaluated and who are the guys I believe in, who are the guys I don't believe in quickly earmarked Garrett Wilson and Olave as my, um, and, and actually at the time, Jamison Williams as my cornerstone pieces. Those are the guys I don't want to trade unless I'm, you know, godfathered with an offer. So that leaves Christian Watson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens to trade. Right. So what I did was trade number one was took, Burks and Pickens packaged them with a second and a third. And I brought back Travis Etienne and DeAndre Swift. I did this on February 1st. Um, It was before all the turmoil with Swift, right? Um, I I was sort of crossing my fingers and hoping he'd get a better role. Then he went to Philly. I think he's going to have a pretty big role in Philly. So kind of worked out whether you like the trade or not. Um, the idea is take the position where, you know, what you have excess and, and trade for what you need, right? So now I've got two veteran running backs that I personally have rated pretty high. Travis Etienne, top, tw- uh, yeah, top 12. I think I have him around 10. And then DeAndre Swift I have as a, as a top 15 back, right? So I get two top 15 backs for some wide receivers that I don't particularly believe in they may but they may break out i see pickens as more of a possession receiver going forward and i see burks as a real boomer bust he could either um 
turn into a wide receiver one, um, you know, I mean, dynasty wide receiver one, right? Or he could just sort of fall off the radar. They replace him. He you know, fizzles out and, and completely busts. Both are completely on the table for him. I would rather get a locked in RB1 for his team, Travis Etienne, and uh, another guy that I think is going to get used very heavily this year. So made that deal, and now my team is all of a sudden looking like, wow, I've got a couple running backs, right? I've got my starters. I've got a bench piece in Pacheco. What else can I do? So uh, went back to the drawing board, kind of evaluated uh, who are the running backs that I actually believe in. If I'm trading for a running back, who am I going to trade for that's not going to turn around and jam it up my ass. It, it happens a lot when you trade for running backs, kind of risky pop proposition. So I identified one man as the least risky running back in fantasy football outside of B. John Robinson. It is Jonathan Taylor. In fact, I think he might be safer than B. John. Jonathan Taylor is the RB one in dynasty. The man's done it. He had kind of, I mean, if, if last year was his injury year, then Okay. I mean, I'll take the guy that scored 18 touchdowns two years ago. No problem. Right. So it's not going to be easy to get players like Jonathan Taylor, but I'm coming out of a rebuild. I still have a ton of draft capital. I'm going to trade for Jonathan Taylor. That's who I identified as the safest bet. Um, I did have to pay a premium for him. The owner of Jonathan Taylor saw him the same way. Most people who own Jonathan Taylor are going to see him the same way, and it's going to be tough to get him. But I was able to get him for, you know, it's a lot, the 105, a 24 first, a 25 first. I also got a second back, right? So, yeah, it's three first for Jonathan Taylor in a second. But I'm now adding elite talent to elite talent. All right, I'm going to go over this whole roster for you when I'm done explaining to it, explaining how I got there, right, and how I brought it into contention. And you're going to see the entire picture. It's going to make sense to you, right? I did, but but what I want to caution you on is trading away all of your draft capital. This is how we got here to begin with, right? This is why we looked at our team and said we have to rebuild because it's hopeless because I don't have any draft capital and I don't have enough players. I know, uh, right? So don't. Put yourself in that position again. Make sure you save a few firsts. You know, save at least your picks next year. Um, make sure you have some extra draft capital so you can maneuver in season or just keep adding young, play, young players if that's what you need to do in the future, right? So on this team, I still have um, an extra 25 first. I have, I have a couple extra 25 seconds. Um, I, I have more than my share of draft capital on this team still after trading for Jonathan Taylor. So... Uh, it, it's not necessarily a no-brainer. It's a, it's a complex move. Uh, I'm paying a lot for what I see as an elite player. It's running back, so it's risky. But this is how, in, in my opinion, you add these players to your team, right? I don't want – I didn't necessarily with this team want to go out and add the Chubbs and the Dalvins and the cheaper veteran running backs. I want to keep with the theme, with the youth, and hopefully Jonathan Taylor just kind of takes a leadership position, the rest of the young guys on this team, and leads it into a championship, right? So now we have Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, Isaiah Pacheco as our running back room, and we haven't sacrificed any of our elite talent. Just some of our depth. 
players that were going to be on our bench anyway. And now we're putting players, inserting players into our lineup that are going to help us win now. All right. So, uh, oh, you know, the other thing that I forgot to mention that is in 22, I did take my third quarterback in Kenny Pickett. So quarterbacks are Herbert, Trevor, Pickett. Feel real solid with that. Those are those are two cornerstone pieces and another young quarterback that was taken in the first round and is going to be on that team at least another three years. Uh, I really, you know, I, I just wanted to mention that I had my quarterbacks already in place when I started doing all this. All right, so still churning, still churning, still churning, right? We have our running back. Uh, we have our running back room in place. We have all of our rooms in place. We're ready to move forward. And then we get the news that our third wide receiver, Jamison Williams, is suspended for the first six games. Ouch. Right? That could hurt a little bit, especially considering I've got a lot of youth on this team. All right. All of my wide receivers are young outside of A.J. Brown. All of my bench wide receivers are first or second year, may or may not develop. Some of them are post-type sleepers. Um, I I really felt as though at, at wide receiver four, I needed uh, I needed something that I could depend on. I needed somebody that I could throw in at flex and it's going to score me points. So I worked a deal. The next trade I made was uh, Jamison Williams, Chiga Conquo for Jerry Judy and, uh, and Joku, right? So now I take a rookie – I'm sorry, a second-year tight end who is the third tight end on my team, right? I have have Dulcich and Goddard above him, and I add a veteran tight end in Njoku, proven point scorer that I can put on my bench in a tight end premium. I can either insert a tight end if I need to, if Goddard is hurt or not producing, same with Dulcich, and I can put him in at flex if the same thing's going on with the rest of my roster, you know, or in other places my roster, wide receiver, running back. I can't plug those guys in. I can plug Njoku in when he's healthy, right? No, that's a risk of him staying healthy, but I'm giving up Chiga Conquo, right? He may never turn out either. This is another Traylon Burks-type player where real boomer bust. You know, he can turn out to be a tight end one, might have top five value someday as his ceiling, but he also could just fizzle out and be nothing this time next year. Remember Gary Barnage? Not saying he's the same athletic type of player as Gary Barnage, but... You know, it happens at tight end. So um, I'm getting back Jerry Judy, uh, a player I expect to really, really take a step forward this year under under Peyton and under, uh, you know, under the reborn Russell Wilson, right? I really think Judy's going to develop into the wide receiver one we always expected him to. We all, you know, but even if he doesn't, I'm adding a solid wide receiver two to my roster. Even if he doesn't get up to wide receiver 11, which is what I have him projected at this year and in dynasty going forward, even if he's down around 17 to 20, it's worth it to me because this is a solid player that I can plug in. Um, and, and again, I'm not going against the theme of my youth, right? I'm still adding young players that have a chance to develop and become even more than what they are right now. All right, so that is the second trade. Um, and one more trade I wanted to go over with you guys. Um, no, that was that was the third trade. So those are the three trades that I made um, to get my roster to where it is. 
And now let's look at this roster. All right. And I, I, I want you to think about um, a startup while I'm going through this roster and where you're going to get these players in a startup and then understand what the power of the rebuild does for you. Right. All right. So quarterbacks, Herbert and Lawrence and Pickett, as I said earlier, um, then we start Taylor and ATN at running back. We got AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. D, well, sorry, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson as the starting wide receiver. Olave, DeAndre Swift, Judy as our flex. Goddard as Goddard as our starting tight end. So much depth on this roster behind that. Uh, Roshan Johnson got Zach Moss as a handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. Michael Carter could be insertable. Pacheco quality depth. Tank Bigsby. Um, to back up ATN. Uh, <clears throat> at wide receiver, uh, we've got Marvin Mims, Nico Collins, um, Miko Hardman could be something on the Jets, post-hype sleepers um, in Jalen Tolbert and Sky Moore. Um, just, you know, loaded with potential behind my top four that are loaded with uh, star potential, right? And then at tight end, um, on the bench, I've got Dulcich, uh, Njoku, a couple of scrubs that could be something, but also McBride, another post-hype sleeper. Um, and then on and on with guys that could um, could develop into something. Uh, Jerome Ford, uh, Kyle Phillips, guys, a couple guys that I've been hyping this offseason. And then uh, lastly, my deepest, most uh, loved sleeper from this year's draft, Will Mallory. All right, so when you look at this team, team, right, ask yourself, where are you getting all these players in a startup? Well, the answer is in the top three to five rounds for most of these players. So you can't do that out of a startup. This is what a rebuild does for you. But then, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I really going to compete with a big pack of rookies or am I going to take some of my rookies, turn them into veterans, which veterans, how do I target them and how do I trade for them? Right. So hopefully this brought some things into focus for you. Right. When you're taking your, like I said, rebuild team into contention. All right. Uh, you have to build, you have to add veterans. You have to evaluate whether you want to add young veterans, older veterans, how much you're paying, how much you have to pay. I had a lot of extra draft capital and I had a lot of extra players. So I targeted specific elite players, uh, what I think are elite players. Um, guys that I think are going to really complement the rest of my roster and uh, take me to a championship. We will see. This is Dynasty Warzone Patreon League 2. So we're going to see. Um, we've had an undefeated – Dreamcatchers had an undefeated season um, and won the championship there. We've got Mike Casper in that league. We've got Chad, uh, co-host Chad Mendoza, co-host Mike Ben. Uh, Mike Casper in that league. Um, Chad's rebuilding, but I think Mike's always had a really, really strong team in that league. So we could be budding heads this year. We're going to follow it. I'm going to bring it up as we do Dynasty War Games through the year, and we're going to see how it works out. All right, so thanks for joining me. This is first in a series of, I think I'm going to do three or four of these. Next week is going to be, uh, or the next episode is going to be my Dynasty Warzone Patreon 3 team that I'm also bringing out of a rebuild. Um, different timeline, uh, different build, and different things that I did to um, to shore up uh, to shore up the roster, and like I said, bring it into contention. So thanks for joining me. I hope you guys learned a couple things. Um, 
if you have any questions about the episode, hit me up in group me. Um, otherwise, thanks again for joining me. You can find Dynasty War Games on the Dynasty War Zone Network. We will be here mostly on Sundays uh, going forward. However, uh, we are here on uh, that's on live on YouTube. We're here live on YouTube on a Saturday this time. That's just because it's the summer. There's a lot going on. I'm going to rise up reggae Maryland tomorrow. So there's no way I'm going to be in shape to <laughs> do, a, do a football podcast tomorrow. So we're getting this in a little early. You may get a bonus episode from me and Chad. We'll see. But you're definitely going to get another one of these next week. And then another one of them with my Patreon 11 team after that. Thanks, guys, for joining me. And I am out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.